good morning good afternoon and good evening the next 24 hours are going to be amazing from the book house of foxes i'm narrating one chapter every week it's pavish bitter chapter 29 salam alaikum I stood there in silence could not speak a word Sara on the other hand greeted me Salam alaikum but I could not reply I had lost my voice in happiness The last few weeks searching for Sara had finally paid off Then came the reality I did not want to embarrass myself again of the same mistake which i did in stockholm rushing to conclusions the faded memories of us playing in the house started to run through my mind sara chasing idris and me to the school where she sometimes waited for us to come out of the classroom so that she could chase us again tears rolled down my face rohat is that you she gasped yes my little princess how are you my little sister i'm sorry i'm so sorry i left you alone i stammered It took me when I was unconscious. I could not come back to get you. Please forgive me, my sister. Please forgive me. We hugged. Ferhad came running into the house. And following him was the taxi driver. I did not notice them come in. I did not want this moment to pass. I gave money to the little boy and asked him to get cakes from the shop. He ran out and came back with two cakes. We celebrated the moment like a big birthday party. I was born again. I found my family. I sat there with Sara and Farhad talking about our search for her. my boxing life life in new york and anka the taxi driver interrupted sir we should leave now else you will miss your flight i looked at farhad and he said to the driver we are staying here for now i will call you when we are ready to leave in few days I wanted to know about Sara. Till now I was the one talking. Talking all the time. She was raised by Dr. Amra Barzani. She is our distant aunt. Sara said I was raised by Dr. Amra Barzani. She is our distant aunt. 
She came to look for us after the attack and she found me a few meters from our house. She was helping everyone who was wounded after that attack on our village. She adopted me and took care of me. Dr. Amra was a single woman. She had lost her family, her husband and children in an attack on the hospital. Then she married again, but her husband divorced her as she wanted to continue working at the hospital, helping the poor and the wounded. Sara continued. She brought me here to Jalavla, to her house. She runs the hospital in the city, working for the people. She doesn't charge them. She is my day now. I am studying to be a doctor and help her in the hospital. And I also teach these children who wants to study. I want them. I want them to study and keep away from the violence in their lives. Dr. Amra walked in. Te, this is Rohat. Rohat, my brother. Sarah introduced me to her. Dr. Amra was the only woman doctor as well as an experienced midwife in that entire district. She held Shara's and my head and placed it on her heart. It was a surreal moment. I felt my day's feeling in her touch. I have two children now, she said. Seeing us hug, all the children rushed to hug us. Dr. Amra went inside and made tea for all of us. The children went home one by one, whilst Sarah, Farhad, Dr. Amra and I sat and talked about our lives. I had found my fourth mother. Sarah's dream was to open a school for all the girls in Iraq to educate them and create a livable life for the woman growing up in Iraq. The little school of hers was her first step towards her dream. A week flew by. We had forgotten about our family in the USA. We belonged there. We enjoyed being there. I started teaching boxing to the children at the school and I also introduced them to the American hip-hop music. Farhad, being an engineer, refurbished the classroom, created benches and a drawing board from the scrap material he found around the house. He loved teaching the children how to build furniture and he showed them how to repair electrical radios and televisions. Two weeks passed by. Time was flying. It was a bubble of happiness in the war zone until 
one afternoon when a car stopped in front of our house two men knocked on our door i went to answer the door are you ali where is farhad you both need to come with us right now to the police station said the one of the man who are you and why i asked in amusement we will tell you on our way get farhad unless you tell me who you are we are not coming with you we are american citizens and we know our rights i responded with authority the two men were not amused by my response i know you are americans i can smell an american from a mile you have done a lot to destroy our country don't make me destroy your life said one of the officers i got agitated and tried to close the door on the face of the two officers the second officer pulled his gun out and took an aim at me and said i don't want to waste a bullet and stain my white shirt americans have already spilled a lot of blood on the streets of iraq i will not hesitate to add your blood to it but not today today i have worn this white shirt it's my wife's gift to me farhad and i were taken to the local police station sara tried to talk to them but they did not listen she then called dr amra at the hospital to ask for her help sara followed our car on the bicycle she borrowed from one of her students we were made to sit in the officers cabin the room looked run down the plaster of paris coating was wearing off and the strong smell from the incense stick filled the room i saw a reflection of a man walking into the room he had a big black beard and was dressed in hawaiian shirt he came and sat across us so farhad what are you boys doing here in the wild we came look for my sister i replied you both are high valued bait for the taliban he said while lighting up his cigar and continued why did not you inform the embassy about your arrival in iraq where were you going we have so many important things to do and the last thing we want is to fucking trace your dead body in the desert farhad spoke we are only here to visit our village the officer's voice changed now you missed your flight you did not inform the embassy and you are enjoying here in the desert while we were looking out for your ass in the shithole he was angry and mr farhad you were arrested in 2001 after the 911 what are you doing here in iraq whom are you working with his stone grew curious 
this question shook us and got me to think how did he know everything about us so effortlessly were we being followed all this while after the ban just then dr amra walked into the police station she said mr baker why are my relatives taken into custody Dr Amra your relatives have overstayed beyond their time and i was just talking to them to get to know them better they are not in custody have a seat here have a glass of water mr baker responded dr amra is the only well known neutral doctor in the region and she knows every senior army general in baghdad as she closely works with iraqi and the us army to treat wounded soldiers and civilians alike she then dialed the nato general and handed the phone to the american officer after a brief conversation the officer hung up the phone we will note down their travel itinerary in our embassy and will send them home for your dinner with you You can go home now Dr Amra Allah Hafiz This assurance did not convince Dr Amra She knew it was usual army trick to absolve the situation and proceed as per their protocols to harass villagers to give them information that they did not have Dr Amra had no choice but to believe the general's word and she left along with Sara they went home with fear in their hearts as they had seen what the army did to the men in their village for the sake of investigations farhad and i were taken in the van to an unknown location they separated us when we reached there made us sit in different rooms this was not the embassy for sure it looked like an abandoned house the rooms were dark cold and empty there was no furniture or a chair to sit on and not even illuminated the walls were dark painted with red graffiti Farhad must have felt the trauma when he was arrested without charges during 9/11 sweeping homeland operation There was only one lamp at the top corner of my room and it looked like it was about to die We sat there for hours without anyone coming to talk to us I was screaming I was screaming for help to get water and to ask where we are but no one responded or came I did not know what Farhad was going through I couldn't hear any sound or noise in my room 
it was close to midnight hunger was slowly creeping in it was overpowering my pain but the stress had overpowered my hunger a young us marine officer came into my room with a bottle of water and a chair to sit so who sent you to iraq who do you work for he asked me officer i thought we were here to complete the embassy formalities we are usa citizens i responded with anger were you angry with us when we arrested your uncle back in 2011 officer responded i have already forgiven and moved on from that episode in my life it's been over 14 years god gave me strength to move on i spoke calmly so why did you come here he asked me again i came in search for my sister sara whom we couldn't find when we left iraq we came looking for answers for my family i responded how did you meet naimur al rahman was he the one who supplied drugs to you in moscow during the boxing competition i asked who Nemur al-Rahman Francois Hedley the man who gave you drugs in Russia I was confused and angry I don't know who are you talking about I don't know any of this man the lights died out and so my conscious end of chapter Our Voices is produced by Bhavish Bitter. Music by Anchor. Please check it out on my website houseoffoxes.com where you can also download the ebook or buy a paperback copy. I would love to know your feedback. And if you like this episode, please share it with your friends. You don't want them to miss out on this one. Oh yes. One last thing before I sign out. Breathe. Have a wonderful day. Great things are coming your way.